1: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, morale is high. Made it to a Friday. It's a mead Friday at that. French dip coming off the Traeger a little bit later on. Everybody's here, but Seton, he's at home. I'll have his share today. Mm, man, does it smell good this morning. Yeah, Seton. You can um, take my share of that Mountain Dew cake you guys were chopping up, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any of that. <laughs> we got. Pauly got a, a Mountain Dew cake for Todd. Todd loves Mountain Dew, and it's a it's a pie. It's it's it's. I think it's World Kindness Day. Do something nice for somebody, but make sure somebody notices you're doing something nice for them. I thought it looked like maybe one of the holes at Augusta, and you were. Doing sort of sort of a model of what the whole like 14th hole at Augusta would look like, and then I realized no, that's a Mountain Dew pie that was oh. baked by Alan, who uh, is our IT chef guy. Yeah, Paul, the
3: cake looks like the Seattle Seahawks color rush uniforms. Mm. Let's put it that way. Yeah,
2: it's like there's a nice like
4: pie crust with some type of toxic. Sludge. <laughs> I love it. If you set
3: That's your just... phone on it, it will recharge.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Never seen that bright a green. It's like kryptonite, like times 10.
2: Yeah. Just imagine if you want to put a coolant in your car, this yes. would be the coolant that you would put in your car. But uh, we got it for Todd later on today. If he would like to have it. We, good God. We don't want to give it to you in the first hour. no, telling what it'll do to your insides
5: and and kindness i don't know how kind that is to the people that clean the uh, studio (laughs) after I have that
2: uh but uh yes it's world kindness day do something nice for somebody but make sure that everybody knows you're doing something nice don't do it in a subtle private way according to paulie let people know you're doing something nice
3: yeah i guess the, the purpose of world kindness day is you do an act but you make a really grand gesture out of it you tell people you did it so it's and maybe it's self-aggrandizement day as well. <laughs> and, but I guess it's so it will catch on. So should we all do that for each other today?
2: No, I think just for yeah. Todd's <laughs> enough. I think, <laughs> I think we're one and done. Yes, McLevin? So it's World Phony Day is what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but you're still doing something nice. You just mm. want somebody to know that you're doing something nice. Yeah, which defeats the purpose. In my opinion, defeats the purpose. Like Paulie's... Did Mount you Duke. do anything
4: nice privately? I've done lots of nice things today. Like what? You're right. It's only 9 o'clock. I plan to do, but I'm not going to tell you. you. (laughs) Charity that's done for public is almost worse than no charity. I I find the hypocrisy of social media and charity. So so
2: when somebody donates a large sum of money and then they tell you they donated, then you have a problem with that?
4: Not necessarily, but I do have a problem with the general mindset of our world where people are just like saying, oh, I'm such a great dude because I did this.
2: Yes, Todd.
5: It's like when a celebrity or athlete visits a sick kid in a hospital or whatever, I don't know if you need to get the publicist and the agent and the manager involved so they can you know, let all the uh, news stations and everyone make sure they got the cameras ready to take a shot.
2: Well, But but that's always, that's a little bit that's unfair because I've done that before and I didn't know that there would be people in there taking pictures. That's no, different. If, you if you it told me,
3: out, it's different. Dan, you told me to bring my camera every time. I huh?
2: did. I did. And a video recorder as well. And alert the media. Um, You know, it's like you go in there and they want publicity for the hospital and the treatment and the care and the patients. So that's a that's a little bit different. Uh, You know, it's not like we're alerting the media. I I remember talking to a photographer and he's in uh, Hollywood and he's one of those photographers that's following all these celebrities around. And I said, how do you know where they're going to be? And he goes, they tell us. I go. Oh, they they call ahead. He goes, well, they're publicist or, you know, somebody. Some have relations, uh, relationships with the photographers. But I go, I, it's always amazing. It's like, how did you know they were going to be there? And he said, yeah, they always give us a heads up. Usually we ask for, you know, 20 to 30 minutes heads up and then we'll be there and get them coming out of a restaurant or they have a new boyfriend or girlfriend they want to show off. And I went, oh, OK, here I thought your job was tough. Yeah, McLovin.
4: I think I'm like kind of getting into what Todd's talking about, like the energy of like you know, like there's a famous viral video of a woman jumps out of her car and grabs a uh, uh, electric drill at a rebuilding site It has a takes an Instagram photo and then puts the drill down. You know, there is a lot of that energy out there where it's more for Instagram than it is for for charity,
3: yeah, I was pulling. but what if it's altruistic on both sides? Imagine someone like J.J. Watt, when he did the oh, thing for charity. Oh, oh, oh. But by going public with it, yes, it helps his brand. It helps his curating, what do you call it? But he also gets millions of dollars that he wouldn't have gotten if he did it privately. And also, I think um, celebrities and other people who do things publicly, charity wise, think to themselves, I can inspire other people to think, maybe I'm going to lean towards doing that when I wouldn't have before.
2: Yeah, Sue. I just like the idea that it's better to never do anything nice for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't get accused of being phony. Right, it's, right. I'm just keeping it real. I don't do anything for anyone yes. ever. Yes. But at least I'm real about but, it. <laughs> but I do it for a good reason. I do it for a good cause. Right. Me. Yeah. I do it for myself. All right. we got We got <laughs> hijacked here. Let me bring it back on to the rails. All right, welcome to the program. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch, you can a variety of ways. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Scott Van Pelt from the Mothership will join us from Augusta a little bit later on. Reese Davis, who's the host of College Game Day. College Game Day is at Augusta at the Masters. And we'll talk to Reese a little bit later on as well. And uh, midway point of the NFL season, Sam Monson, who uh, works for Pro Football Focus, will give us his halfway uh, point of the season awards. That'll be coming up. Headlines from last night. uh, Are you all in on the Colts? Have you abandoned ship on the Titans? Colts over the Titans, 34 to 17. The weekend, not a great weekend in college football. Notre Dame, B.C., Indiana, Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Northwestern in Purdue. Paul Casey right now leading the Masters. You have those who didn't finish up yesterday, finishing up this morning. Also, what happens when they finish up today, then there'll be a little bit of time, lapsed time, between the uh, those are going out for their second round because they have to go back to all 18 holes and then recut the uh, cups for the new pins there. So they finish up, everybody goes in, probably gets something to eat, and then those who are ready to tee off this morning will go out, and you're know, you going to have golfers who aren't going to finish their rounds. Those who finished yesterday morning will not finish their rounds this afternoon. Hopefully over the weekend they're able to make up for this. There is a possibility if the event goes long, the Masters goes too long on Sunday and cuts into NFL action, they will switch, I guess, over to ABC – From what I'm told, ABC would carry the final couple holes of the Masters. But uh, getting way ahead of ourselves on this Friday, uh, 2020 has been obviously the strangest sports calendar in history. But once the games got going, this was the weekend a lot of us thought, I'm going to circle that one on my calendar. Because we knew we were going to have NFL. We were supposed to have a big college football weekend, but the SEC was basically uh, sent to the sidelines with COVID. And, of course, we were going to have the Masters instead of April in November. Nobody wanted to see it this way. We want the Masters in April. We wanted galleries out there, patrons, but that's not going to happen. But it's a a once-in-a-lifetime situation, at least I hope it is. And, you know, it's on our plate. Enjoy it. What a weekend to hunker down on the couch. You're going to have to bring your A game to the remote control here. But either way, we're going to need um, a lot of time to be able to kind of sift through everything that we have going on this weekend in uh, all the different sports. But after uh, everything that's happened, it's more than okay for uh, what should be a memorable sports weekend. When Tiger's on the leaderboard, the Masters is always entertaining. I wanted to see the course, see what it looked like. It looks the same, a little less you know, foliage, uh, it doesn't sound the same. And I was also wondering about that. There are certain players, when there is a gallery, when there are patrons, they it, it, it all, almost in, you know enhances who they are and how they play. You know, when Tiger does something, the crowd responds. Uh, Phil Mickelson, there are certain players that would benefit more from patrons being there than some of these other players. You don't have that home course advantage built in, At Augusta this week. But we'll keep an eye on the leaderboard here. Bryson DeChambeau. I saw where Nick Faldo. Love Faldo. Faldo said that um, the first hole at Augusta is 445 yards. And Nick Faldo said that if DeChambeau put it on the green. That he would run around Augusta naked. Uh, DeChambeau... He pulled his drive left into the rough, and uh, Faldo didn't have to get naked. But uh, DeChambeau came into the Masters with an average drive of 344 yards, and uh, that's more than 10 yards clear of the uh, next closest golfer. Plus, you have to understand, you know, the the first hole at Augusta, you go uphill, nobody's reaching that green. But there are certain greens that, you know, DeChambeau is going to be able to – Do some things that nobody's ever done at Augusta. But this is what's great about golf. Larry Mize is 62 years of age. He shot two under. Bryson DeChambeau shot two under. Yesterday, Augusta played as a golf course for everybody. And if you don't hit it long, you were able to survive. You were able to thrive. Uh, Bernhard Langer is playing extremely well today. I think he's 63 or 64, and he might be 5 or 6 under. Golf is, you know, that's what's fascinating about it. We've all played with somebody who doesn't hit it very far, but it always seems like they get up and down, and you go, hey, you're doing that. And then there'll be the guy who just bombs it, but he can't do anything else. At Augusta, at least today, yesterday, you're able to take dead aim, and that helps some of these hitters who don't hit very far. Poll question, McLovin, what do you have for me today? Okay,
4: Uh who finishes who? first or higher? I don't know, is it higher or lower? Tiger Woods or Bryson DeChambeau? Tiger's at minus four. Higher, but you shoot lower. Right. Tiger, who's going to have a better week? Tiger or, or Bryson DeChambeau? Okay. Because I was actually worried when Bryson hooked that, I'm like, oh, it's over. I already had a seven, right? Yeah. But he seems like he's in a good spot, right? It's
2: very rare for somebody to win the Masters, if they have a double bogey in any round, very, very, very rare. You, you know, you, you may not have all pars, bogeys, uh, you know, a couple of bogeys here. You're going to have bogeys, but the double bogey that that usually you know, stands out. And maybe uh, Ethan, who does our stats, you guys know Ethan. Yeah, maybe you can do some research and uh, back up my claim that I don't have any research to back it up right now. But I think it's been a while since somebody's won the Masters with a double bogey. Yes, Paulie?
3: I think a lot of people were hoping for more foliage at Augusta this year. You were. I was. I think others. Uh, No? You wouldn't want to see that course all emblazoned in red and browns? No, it still looks great. Oh, yeah. It still looks spectacular. But the originality of it. I'm a little disappointed. Also, the, not a lot of white pants this year because it's November and the guys respect not wearing white pants after you know Labor mm, Day. Mm. Those are the things I noticed. Mm. I'm not going to break down golf games.
2: I know. Paulie came in and, and uh, everybody was sitting around talking about the Masters. And Paulie goes, "You know what I observed? You know, don't have anybody wearing some uh, bright colors. You know, we don't have those springtime colors." And I go, "What?" And 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 I didn't notice a lot of uh, white <laughs> colored slacks. And I go. This is what differentiates this show from all the other shows. Tigers were in earth tones. It's like a topy brown. And, mm, I know. That's sort of a blend in the background type mm-hmm. of outfit today. Yes, McLevin. I was going to ask uh,
4: a real golf question. All those headlines, Bryson DeChambeau is going to tear apart the Masters score. It's gonna, is, it, is one day enough to know that's not going to happen? Or, or Can we be confident that he's not going to redefine the way Masters play is? Well, it's only one round here. I mean, he's not going to he's obviously not going to run away to some
2: record masters thing like people were talking about. No, but I I just want to see. I I mentioned this on Wednesday. You can hit it 350 yards. But where are you hitting it 350 yards? You still have to play. This isn't a long drive contest. You have to play your next shot. Augusta is all about your second shot. It's always been and hopefully always will be. It's your second shot that's so important. Where are you? Yardage in, a side hill lie. What club are you using? What are the greens like? Are they receptive? And can you chip and putt? I mean, that's what this is all about. There are guys who bomb it, but you got it. The local knowledge of being able to chip and putt is unlike any other course in America, in the world, because they play it every single year. Uh, it sounds like I've gone to a master class in the, the masters, but um, the master class offers over 90 classes on a variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top top of their field. See and what you did there. Yeah, you see? Well, a little, well that's what a pro does. Uh, this holiday, I didn't want to bring attention to it, but you thank know, you. See, this is World Kindness Day. I'm calling it out for you. Well, thank you. That's my good deed for you. This holiday, when you buy an annual membership, you get another annual membership for free. Masterclass.com slash Patrick, masterclass.com slash Patrick. And there you can hear from the best uh, Steph Curry, Serena Williams, uh, Gordon Ramsay, all of these different classes that you can take. And I have more information on this coming up a little bit later on. All right. Uh, so, what other poll question are we looking at, McGlovin?
4: I got a bunch of NFL questions, uh, off, some off this weekend, uh, some off Philip Rivers. Want to start with Philip Rivers? Sure. Why not? Okay. Philip Rivers, first ballot Hall of Famer, without even looking at the numbers, yes or
2: no? You know what? Let me ask um, Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. Is Philip Rivers a... Michael Irvin did an interview with Philip Rivers. It ran last night. And he said, uh, hey, I'll see you in five years at the Hall of Fame. And I guess as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um I guess it's not as rare when they go Oh, first ballot, a hall of famer. Th- this is big in baseball where you're like, Oh, you're not a first ballot hall of famer. Are you a hall of famer? Yeah. Yeah. But we're not letting you in on the first ballot. It feels like, you know, Jason Taylor went into the dolphins on the first ballot. Now he did have a letter of recommendation from Tom Brady and Jason Taylor was a very good player. Great player, but first ballot. All right. Phillip rivers, first ballot. If he doesn't, do anything in the playoffs the rest of his career. I don't think he's a first-bound Hall of Famer. And I know that you look at the numbers and I go, okay. The the one thing that really stands out to me with Phillip Rivers, he doesn't miss games. At that position, he does not miss games. How many games has he missed in his career, McLevin, Due to injury? Yeah, I'll check. Or have Ethan check. Less than five? Yeah, Paulie. I... I got to double check this. Has he not missed a game in his career?
3: I don't have him missing a game in his career due to injury because you do not count his first two years when he rode the bench because of the yeah. quarterback situation. That's pretty amazing. He started quarterbacking in 06, and I've got him 16 for 16 and 9 for 9 this year. I've never heard they even brought up before. Yeah.
2: That's what stands out that he was there. You have to be able to play and be there for your team at that position. And for him to be able to do that, that's a truly remarkable Stat. Now, we've had, you know, Brett Favre and, and I think Peyton Manning for a while. They were uh, Eli on the consecutive games list, but he has not missed a start. Yeah, Paul.
3: He's been sacked 453 times. I mean, and he's never been like a big sack guy where he's, you know, 70 sacks a year, but he averages 30.
2: You still think out of four hundred an elbow? Chances are somebody's going to hit you in a way that's really going to hurt you, put you out. Yes, Tony.
4: You think with all the kids he has, he would have missed at least one for childbirth?
2: <laughs> I think he's a uh, he's a pregnancy manager, like a game manager. Like he knows, <laughs> you know, he, he's got this planned out. He's a field general, is what he is. Tony, great to does that. Yeah, yeah, field general. All right, let me take a break. We got the uh, halfway point awards coming up with Pro Football Focus. Is Philip Rivers a first ballot Hall of Famer? We do get all fired up about these things. And then once they go in, then we don't care anymore about it. But leading up to it, we're like, it's five years away. Let's start discussing this. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. We say good morning to Peacock. And we're we're killing it on Peacock, but it's thanks to you, this audience, you downloaded the app, and it's free, and you're able to watch the show. And uh, we love the partnership with Peacock. And if you're uh, only able to listen, we have the best radio affiliates in America and the Fox Sports Radio lineup, numbering three over 365 affiliates around the world. Take a break. 20 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. I was just mentioning Masterclass, and I had some more information on it. They've got exclusive classes on a wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. If you want to learn how to skateboard, Tony Hawk teaches skateboarding. I went and watched the Annie Leibovitz uh, teaching photography. I don't know anything about photography, but I was fascinated by it because the lighting, like to me, I just wanted to learn black and white photography. But uh, Annie Leibovitz, Serena Williams teaches tennis, Shonda Rhimes, who Paulie went to high school with, she teaches TV writing. Uh, Steve Martin teaches comedy. How to be funny. Todd, that's right up your alley. That's right up my alley. I have no business not checking out. I will pay for it. You would. Yes. Steve Martin just resigned. Each (laughs) class is broken out into individual video lessons that fit into your everyday life. So it's normally 20 lessons per class, 10 minutes per lesson. And then you go at your own pace. And you can watch anytime, anywhere, your phone, computer, tablet, or smart TV. I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's great. You can learn about something at your own pace that you never thought you'd be learning from. And these are the best at what they do. This holiday, when you buy an annual membership, you get another annual membership for free. Go to masterclass.com Patrick to get the annual membership and give one for free. Masterclass.com slash Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching F-S-R. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it with No, you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All terrain if you're going on and off road adventuring. Go to tirerack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy to use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan and see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Sunday night, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens head to Gillette Stadium to take on Cam Newton and the Patriots Sunday night. They start at 7 Eastern on Football Night in America, only on NBC. Did we settle on a poll question, McLevin?
4: Yes, I just put up uh, the thing we were debating. Is Philip Rivers a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer?
2: <laughs> the first ballot is the interesting part for me. When Michael Irvin said that last night, I'll see you in five years at the Hall of Fame. And I went, oh, Okay. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, McLovin. So, real quick about that Michael
4: Irvin interview. I found it a little sad that Michael Irvin was complaining that his kids kept on breaking into his interview room. What happened to the playmaker with all the partying and the like? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is not the man that you used to know, Dan. No, it's not. And that's a good thing. We like this, this uh, reincarnation of Michael Irvin. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show operator. Marvin is standing by. Mario will take care of your tweets as well. He's Sam Monson, uh, pro football focus, lead NFL analyst. Sam, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Let me start with that question. The Hall of Fame, it feels like is based off of the feelings we have for these players. When the writers get together and they nominate somebody, they're very passionate about it. You deal with analytics. Just the analytical part of this with Philip Rivers. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer?
5: I think it's tough because you're comparing him to the guys from bygone eras for whom we don't really have all that data. I mean, one of the great things about PFF, whether you agree with our numbers or you disagree with them, is we have the grading on every single player, on every single play since we started doing this back in 2006. So we can at least try and compare these guys like for like. But it gets really hard when you start trying to say, all right, Phillip Rivers just passed Dan Marino on the all-time passing yards list. But I don't think there's anybody out there that saw both those guys play that would say Philip Rivers is a better quarterback than Dan Marino. Um, Dan Marino was obviously a, a Hall of Famer, and no one would argue that. But because of this explosion in passing and how much easier it is to, to play quarterback in today's NFL and how all these guys are now at the top of the all-time lists, does that put Phillip Rivers in? I don't know. Who's more of a
2: first ballot Hall of Famer, Frank Gore or Philip Rivers?
5: I think Philip Rivers. I think Frank Gore's legacy is this insane durability that really is remarkable when you look at what he was as a prospect. Like he, he dropped in the draft because people were concerned that he'd had multiple knee surgeries and that he wouldn't last in the NFL. And then the defining characteristic of Frank <laughs> Gore is there's is nothing that can knock this guy out of the league and he just keeps on trucking.
2: Well, same thing with Phillip Rivers. He hasn't missed a game.
5: True, true. But I think Phillip Rivers' peaks have been higher than Frank Gore's. I think you can make the case that Phillip Rivers has been genuinely one of the best quarterbacks over the past, you know, over his entire career. I I don't know that you can really make that case for Frank Gore outside of a season or two.
2: If you were going to redraft this first round, I saw where you looked at the first round and went back and looked at how these rookies are performing. Would – is there somebody that stands out that this that they would have changed the draft that they would have gone either higher or lower based uh, after uh, eight games that where how they performed where they were drafted?
5: I think Minnesota's Justin Jefferson would definitely be higher up the list than he is now. He might be the first receiver off the board if we had a chance to redo all this. Um, all again, all of his concerns when we were looking at him as a college prospect. It's well, he did incredibly from the slot, but can he play outside? <clears throat> Excuse me, can he play outside? When he has to deal with press coverage can he still get off the line can he still do all that savvy route running stuff the answer is overwhelmingly yes and that just immediately puts you further up the draft because you're a more impactful player when you can play outside and deal with the press coverage at the nfl level he's been an absolute superstar wide receiver and i think very much the the match of any of those top first round guys
2: highest grade you've given to a rookie this year
5: Um, I think right now it's actually Michael Owenu, the the New England Patriots, I I guess, utility offensive lineman because he's played three different positions and done them all well, but this was not a highly touted draft pick he's just come in and been an absolute force particularly in the run game and filled in wherever they have need him whether it's right tackle whether it's the guard position and really been phenomenal i mean you know i've seen people say that if, if this guy was a first rounder we'd be talking about how new england's draft was fantastic because they snagged this pro bowl all pro caliber player right at the top of the draft but because he's a you know a lower round guy it's kind of passing almost unnoticed Higher grade for Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? It's funny because they're in almost exactly the same spot. They're really tight together in terms of grading, but the grade comes about in almost completely opposite ways. Joe Burrow has been incredibly consistent, particularly up to the the sort of deep uh, big shots, anything below 20 yards. He's been absolute money um, and has been doing it in, in the face of incredible pressure in Cincinnati. Justin Herbert is like the king of the volatile stats. So whether it's third down play, whether it's, deep throws down the field, whether it's, you know, all those big time throws and, and those kinds of things, the PFF charts, he's been a phenomenal at those things, um, but has missed more regular easy throws, missed more of the the kind of consistently easy stuff than uh, Joe Burrow has. And he's been dealing with pressure as well. And it kind of nets out to almost the exact same PFF grade overall.
2: What about Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, his grade and where he probably should have been taken, even though he is a running back?
5: Yeah. And that's really the thing is, you know, PFF is in this analytics group that would say, look, just don't take a running back in the first round. It's not that they won't ever look good. It's that they just won't justify that draft slot. You could get him later on the draft or get a comparable player later on the draft and you'd see the same kind of production. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. His grade is okay. He's had good games, but really what we're seeing is this product of the Kansas City offense, and when that thing is ticking along, when it's going great, when Mahomes is playing out of his mind and and Andy Reid is scheming up all these plays, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a a good player to have on the receiving end of those catches out of the backfield and and be taking the carries, but when things don't go as well, he has those worst games and just doesn't look as good. Running backs are basically a product of their their environment uh, within the offense.
2: He's Sam Monson, pro football focus, lead NFL analyst. Who do you consider the best running back in the NFL?
5: I think right now it's Dalvin Cook. Um, again, what I just said, running backs are by and large a product of their environment. He's the one guy this season that isn't. I mean, he, he's he been massively overperforming what the Vikings have been giving him in terms of you know yards. He has by far, I think, the most yards after contact in the NFL, and only himself and Derrick Henry have more total yards than Dalvin Cook has yards after contact. He's just consistently generating an incredible amount of yardage off his own back beyond what what is being blocked for him.
2: We brought this up a couple of days ago. I asked the audience, you could have any wide receiver for the next five years. Who do you think they picked? DK. Yes. DK Metcalf. Yeah. Did his slippage in the draft and his profile, was it just based off he looks like he should be great, but he's always injured? Is that what it boiled down to?
5: no i think there were legitimate concerns about his change of direction skills um he had he went to the combine and posted this three cone time that was slower than tom brady it was you know historically bad (laughs) um and he he fixed it a little bit at his pro day like he got faster the the one at the combine he slipped a little bit and they don't let you take it again So it was a bad time there. He improved it at his pro day, but it still wasn't good. It was still a concern as was his 20 shuttle times. Anything that was trying to measure change of direction, he was really bad at. And I think that leads you to think, well, okay, does that limit him at the next level to just being this linear vertical threat guy who can't really run the entire route tree? Even considering that, I think most draft analysts had him going higher than he went in the draft. It was still a shock to see him slip as far as he did. But I think there were real concerns about you know, a missing component to his game that just has been changed, that aren't, that isn't a missing component anymore.
2: When does Pro Football Focus do a deep dive into Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? I mean, we've got guys cranking on that right now. We
5: do, uh, we grade every college game as well. So we've got grades on all of these guys. Mike Renner is our big uh, draft guy. He's been the guy grinding on that every single game of those guys' careers. Um, So I don't know if we have a, a specific deep dive article up on the site, but we've definitely got data on all those guys right now.
2: Are they working in that room behind that door behind you? (laughs)
5: Yeah, that's, that's a room that goes downstairs into a basement where there's just one little
2: light hanging out of the ceiling. That's where we put all the analysts. Worst starting quarterback in the NFL is who?
5: The worst starting quarterback. I mean, I think you can say it was Dwayne Haskins before he lost his job. Um, now it's, it's going to be a battle between you know, Sam Darnold in New York, Drew Locke in Denver. It hasn't shown enough really to get out of that conversation. It's, it's those kind of young guys that have, have disappointed in bad situations so far.
2: And I thought this was Drew Locke's coming out party, and they had weapons, and here we go with Drew Locke. I know he got injured, but it feels like, Sam, that the window of opportunity is about two years. Like, Baker Mayfield's in his third year, and it feels like he's playing for his future in Cleveland. Are you guys getting the sense of how long that window is for a quarterback to prove himself?
5: i think you know this run of quarterbacks that have been successful right away have definitely changed the, the opinion of how long you get and if you don't show something almost right away you have to fight pretty hard for that job particularly if you're not a top pick you know if you're a first your number one overall pick you get a little bit more time to to show something but if you're not you know you get a year or two and then we got to move on it's it's time to find the next guy because it's not the landscape is different to the way it was a decade ago. You're, you're not in a spot anymore where you have to give Alex Smith a $100 million contract because the prospect of not having Alex Smith is so terrifying. You can find those guys pretty easily now. And so teams are much more emboldened to say, all right, we, this guy is not a Hall of Famer. He's not the next all-pro we need. We're going to cut bait and move on
2: to the next guy. Do you remember when we sort of took a player for granted the way we do Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> and, and, and and this feels like the embryonic stages of Michael Jordan's greatness when he had team success prior to that he was sort of just a highlight reel phenomenon then they started winning and it felt like we got bored with the story and then Carl Malone won an MVP and Charles Barkley won an MVP I don't are we at that stage with Patrick Mahomes where and I know Russell has played extremely well but are we at the point where we're taking uh, Patrick Mahomes for granted? And I'll give you one in the NFL
5: as well. I think we've already passed that point with Aaron Donald. I think, you know, Aaron Donald should have won every defensive player of the year award since his rookie season. So not the rookie season, but everyone since then should have gone to Aaron Donald and they haven't because we've just gotten bored giving the award to Aaron Donald, who is by far and away the best defensive player in the NFL. I think he's the best player. Now, how do you, how do you
2: gauge that though, Sam?
5: I I mean, to me, it's how much further ahead is he than the rest of his peers at his position, right? So it's it's really hard to compare positions to say the best defensive lineman in the NFL is better than the best linebacker is better than the best safety, the best receiver. So let's just stick to his position group and say how much better is he than Fletcher Cox or Chris Jones or whoever else the next um, interior guy is and I think it's light years ahead of those guys when you consider how much more pressure he gets how much more pressure he gets on a rate basis um, and how much more he's double teamed than some of those guys and still doing that it's absolutely unbelievable and just in terms of PFF grading you know the top X seasons in terms of PFF grades on the interior have all been Aaron Donald. It's just a list of Aaron Donald seasons that vary slightly. So I think you're right, though. I think Mahomes is reaching that category where you need to watch him again to remind yourself that, like, this isn't normal. Most quarterbacks don't do this, and we should remember that this guy is a singularly unique talent. Otherwise, we will get bored with him the same way we do with Aaron Donald.
2: Sam, good to talk to you. Enjoy the time. weekend. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. Sam Monson, pro football focus, lead NFL analyst. Yeah, we get bored, it feels like. And I used to argue this all the time. And uh, I remember I caught grief from Utah Jazz fans because I publicly would say who I voted for for MVP. And I said I voted for Michael Jordan. Karl Malone had a great year. It's weird to say, you know, LeBron James we took for granted. Do you know the last time LeBron James won the MVP? 2013. He's the most valuable player in the NBA. May not be the best, but the most valuable. And the same goes, you know, with Michael Jordan. It was just Charles Barkley had a wonderful year for the Phoenix Suns. I, I was trying to, I, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to, because we're tired of talking about Jordan, I got to give it to Charles Barkley. And Charles is a friend. And I said, Charles, I voted for Jordan. And he goes, I understand. I get it. Carl Malone didn't have the same feeling, by the way. He's like, yeah, I should have won a couple of them. I'm like, eh, okay. I don't know how many Tom Brady should have. He's got three. You know, but that's really based off of incredible stats. Like Jordan was just, it was just that feel. Who was the most valuable player? It was just Jordan. And you know, Tom Brady is his value shows up in the playoffs. Now that's where he's the most valuable player in the NFL. And maybe the most valuable player in the history of the NFL. Yes, McLevin? Don't you
4: think it's fair to say that there's not really one most valuable player? There's like a there's like a handful of guys and like like LeBron, Steph, Durant, we're all in the 2010s. We're all right there every year. I mean, you could have given it to any but of them. But
2: LeBron is the most valuable person in the NBA. He's the most valuable player. Right, but not during the Warriors run. I mean, like,
4: they, he couldn't, he got one. He beat one, the Warriors. One year. But basically, like, the Warriors set that single season record. They did all sorts of things. They, they had a dominant run. but they didn't wasn't, win.
2: They didn't win the title. They won three. They didn't win the title when they set the record for victories.
4: Right, because Steph tweaked his knee. But they, they basically, then they got Durant. They they won three. They were the dominant force of the NBA. All those guys are MVPs. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like...
2: LeBron hasn't won an MVP in seven years. Does that seem correct? Does that no, seem right? No, but... but that's I mean, could, because we got bored. That's why I thought LeBron had a legitimate case this year, only because the voters would go. He kind of reinvented himself. He went to the West and said he couldn't win the West uh, Western Conference. He acquires Anthony Davis. He himself got Anthony Davis there. And that still wasn't good enough because we looked at the Greek freak with what he did during the regular season. But he, LeBron leads the league in assists at 35. He's still playing at a, an extremely high level. Like, I don't know how to assess value. Does it come down to stats? Does it come down to team record? Uh, if you say how far are you going in the playoffs? I mean, LeBron is to the NBA Finals, but, you know, Tom Brady's been to Super Bowls. Like, he's there. He goes. He doesn't win as often, but he gets there, and he usually goes with an undermanned team like he did in Cleveland. Yeah, McClellan.
4: But during that run, couldn't you say all those things about Steph Curry? He sort of redefined. He was a great, like, leader. You know, he came in. Everybody, the, the league changed because of him, too. He was kind of an MVP, even when he didn't win it.
2: It's a shorter run. Definitely, but that's why all these he guys. He wasn't even the best player on his own team when KD came there. When's the last time you say that about LeBron James? Somebody he's playing with is better than him.
4: Right, but in 2016, the Warriors were the team, though. That's why, like, it just, like, I know LeBron won one, but that was like, considered an
2: upset. They were the dominant team. I have no problem if you want to give Steph Curry another MVP. I, I have no problem if you want to take away an MVP from Steve Nash. Like I don't I'm not beholden to any of these guys. I just look at it and I assess it in in my own terminology, my own opinion. I try not to play favorites. Uh, you know, people look at a story. What is the story this year? What's the story next year? It's not the Greek freak. may not be LeBron. It may be Steph Curry coming back. Writers are looking for a story. What are you going to write about with the Greek Freak this year? Hey, he averaged 30, 13, and 5. Great. You know what we're going to say? Well, what's he going to do in the postseason? Whether that's fair or not, there's no story to write there. Yeah, McLevin.
4: Yeah, Greek Freak could uh, go 50 like Will. They're never giving him another one, right? They're going to be mad that he didn't show up
2: in the playoffs. If he would win a title, then they would look at him differently. But, but they're looking for stories. Looking for stories. We'll take a break here. Play of the Day coming up next. Phone calls as well. We'll uh, head to Augusta coming up. Scott Van Pelt will join us a little bit later on. Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day. They're down there at the Masters as well. All of that coming up here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/slash/dan. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva,
1: with an uplifting scent that smells like coconut. Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful
2: clean like Clorox, but a feeling like. <sighs>
4: My God! The,
2: play, the play of the day.
5: Runner left, I got it! Gonna play it, and
2: play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out.
1: Trevor Daniel. Last time he was on the field, shanked one. It was only a 17-yard punt. Should get good field position out of this one. They block it. The Colts block it. It's picked up by the Colts, and that's T.J. Carey, special teams. How about you? Touchdown!
2: Colts Radio Network, just the second block punt returned for a touchdown by the Colts in the last 30 years. Play of the Day, Play of the Day brought to you by Masterclass, offering over 90 classes on a variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. This holiday, when you buy an annual membership, you get another annual membership for free. Just go to masterclass.com Patrick. Just go to the website and go through all of the different teachers that you have on there. And it's really fascinating. Biggest names in their field. That's uh, masterclass.com slash Patrick. I had mentioned uh, about a half hour ago how rare it is to have somebody win the Masters and have a double bogey during their round. We saw this with Bryson DeChambeau. Just one of the last 11 Masters winners had a double bogey or worse at any point and went on to win the tournament. That was Jordan Speeth in 2015. What's more rare is taking a double bogey on a par five as DeChambeau did. He, uh, you know, the last time somebody took a double bogey on a par five at Augusta, gone on to win Jack Nicklaus in 1972. Maybe just an omen for uh, Bryson DeChambeau. All right. Uh, oh, who's who's got the who's who stats would you want here, McLovin? Is this you? Okay, yeah. I
4: just said this out. It's like, uh, who's right. stats would you want? Okay. I smell a setup. Yeah, I do too. Well, whose stats Ooh. would you want is always a setup. Okay. do you want me to read them yeah sure 249 yards per game is this this season this season okay 65.6 completion percentage 10 tds 7 interceptions Mm -hmm. or 235 yards per game 58.4 completion percentage 12 tds 12 picks Mm -hmm. which might be a clue you might know who i mean Mm -hmm. yes
2: so uh whose stats do i want carson Wentz? the the bottom one is carson Wentz. yes And the other one is... Nick Foles is putting together a nice little (laughs) statistical season for the Chicago Bears, and everybody is killing him. I'm not killing him. I just said Nick Foles is not a starting quarterback. He's not not a franchise quarterback. Not you, but people are really killing him. But I don't know if that's not
4: just a Chicago jinx. Nobody, you can put on that Bears uniform and you can't
2: can't do it. Yeah, but I I mean, I, I think Nick Foles is a great reliever. I don't think he's a great starter. He's had moments, but he's not. I still think Carson Wentz is a franchise quarterback. But so far, and maybe the second half of the season, we might not see it with the offensive line, uh, you know, as banged up as it's been. And then you get into bad habits. And maybe Carson Wentz has just got into bad habits there. Cody in Michigan. Hey, Cody, what's on your mind?
5: Hey, Dan, first time, a long time, 5'10", 205. Yeah, so I just want to talk about this uh, Philip
1: Rivers Hall of Fame issue. I think, I think Rivers has been lucky enough to have sort of a recency bias with a lot of great quarterbacks that came in his generation. You look at Donovan McNabb. He went to multiple championships, went to a Super Bowl, had zero MVP votes. Tony Romo, you know, high numbers, really good quarterback, had uh, two MVP votes. Philip Rivers, you know, stayed healthy, never really got to the Super Bowl. Uh, he had four MVP votes. So there's all these quarterbacks that come in. You look at Eli Manning, two Super Bowls.
5: They're all great quarterbacks, but for some reason, Rivers is assumed to be the automatic Hall of Famer, where I think you could argue that all four of them are just in the Hall of Very Good.
2: Yeah, you could. I mean, Eli, without the two Super Bowls, is in the Hall of Good, or Very Good. But he's got those Super Bowls, and he beat the Patriots. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go. A Traeger meat Friday. French dip on the menu this morning. Back after this.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a
2: base hit to
1: center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.